Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark, here today with Max O'Brien and Agnes Drew. And today is day 1075 on the air. This morning, we'll be continuing to read a letter from Heather, a young woman who stopped by the station and asked that we bring her story on the air with us. We didn't get far into it yesterday, but to bring everyone up to speed, this woman suffers from a condition called vulvodynia. You said it right. Vulvodynia. And she thinks it's very important that more people know about it. Although this condition only affects women or biological women, she wanted to be clear that men should know about this too. That's why I'm here too. I'd like to give a content warning again today for younger listeners. This broadcast does reference intimate anatomy and intercourse. It's not overt or graphic, and personally, I think that is something that young women in particular should be aware of. But parents, please make whatever decision feels right to you. To overview, vulvodynia is a condition that causes pain for women during sex. When we stopped the letter yesterday, we had just heard Heather saying that almost immediately after she became sexually active, she began having pain during intercourse. She thought it was normal and that it was just because she had small hips, but then it started getting worse and worse, and she just kept normalizing it in her head. She thought it was something that happened to some or most women, and she just had to deal with it. Heather eventually found out that her pain wasn't normal and she started trying to figure out what was going on. After seeing tons of doctors who told her that nothing was going on or that she'd never know why it hurt, she finally got diagnosed with vulvodynia. It's a hyperactive nerve condition, like fibromyalgia, which I'd like to point out was not taken seriously by the medical community for a really long time. Here's the rest of her story. Getting diagnosed is half the battle, and I was so relieved I cried. It might seem strange to cry with relief upon being diagnosed with a hyperactive nerve chronic pain disorder, but for the first time, I didn't feel crazy for being in pain. People have asked what the pain feels like, and it can manifest differently for different people. But for me, it's as if a poker has been taken out of the fire and stabbed straight into me. There is a secondary condition that I have that's quite common, which is secondary muscle spasms. My body is conditioned to expect pain in my vulva and vagina whenever there's touch or even the thought of sex, and it spasms unconsciously to avoid injury. This leads to sex being even more painful as my pelvic floor completely seizes up. Treating vulvodynia is a complicated and difficult road. I blame the complete lack of prioritization of women's reproductive health aside from childbirth, cancer, and STDs. Before the fall, I was seeing a dermatologist, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and a cognitive behavioral therapist with a background as a sex therapist. I was doing dilator therapy to stretch my pelvic floor, graded exposure therapy to recondition my brain and body together, and taking an anti-epileptic and antidepressant, which both help to suppress hyperactive nerves. And it got better. It was a lot of work, and I've had bad days and good days. But it got better, and I'm so thankful that I had a good medical team and a good support system around me. I tell my story because I know that there are so many women experiencing the same things, and they think that it's normal. 
I know because I thought it was normal. We don't talk about these things, and it's embarrassing to admit, at least until you have to tell your story to an endless amount of doctors and specialists. But I want women experiencing pain during sex to know that they are not alone, and there are real medical conditions that cause pain. It's not in your head. It's not just how you were built, and it's not something you have to push through. I went through my own physical, mental, and emotional journey to get to the place I'm at today, and it is not easy. There is so much societal worth tied up in a woman's ability to have normal sex, and it is torture on one's self-esteem and self-worth to not be able to do that. I've come to understand that as long as you and your partner both feel safe and happy when you're intimate, that's enough. You're enough. I know we're living in a zombie apocalypse, and medical care is not exactly easy anymore. But if you're in a community with a doctor or a healer, talk to them about it. There are more accessible natural remedies that can help a lot too, like coconut oil and yoga. Don't give up. And please don't live your life in silent pain. The average amount of doctors most women go to or went to before the fall, before receiving a diagnosis for vulvodynia, is 10. But you know your body best, and you know if you're in pain. You know if something isn't right. So stay strong. I know this was long, but it's important. And I'm grateful to the Mercury team for taking the time to broadcast this knowledge. All people deserve to have sex pain-free. And my goal for rebuilding our world is to erase the stigma around talking about sex and educating young people, especially young women, about what is normal and what isn't. I wish I'd known when I was younger, but I'm so grateful for where I've gotten to today. I have hope that it will continue to get better for me, and I hope that this letter helps others. With hope, Heather. Wow, that poor woman. I can't even imagine being told by that many doctors that the pain I was in wasn't explainable and thus wasn't real. Thank you, Heather, for sharing your very intimate story. It's not easy to talk about these things, and we appreciate your bravery for sharing something so personal in order to educate and help others. Hearing something like that really makes me aware of my privilege. I don't think that's something that would have happened to men. I mean, if you think about it, there were medications for men who were having trouble in that department that were commercially available over the counter. And it wasn't even like they were having pain. I'm sure that if there was a male equivalent of vulvodynia that was as common, there would be much more research and understanding about it. I have to agree, Agnes. Women's reproductive health is not as understood or prioritized as it should be. Birth control was the only thing that was readily available, and it still often came with physical or emotional side effects, or the responsibility of having to take something like a pill every single day at the same time. The burden is on the woman. That's true. I never really thought about it like that, and I apologize for that. Thanks, Max. It's a product of society, and although it's not the fault of good men like you, It is still your responsibility to educate yourself on the inequalities that less privileged people face, as it is for all of us. And thank you again, Heather, for sharing your story. If any of our listeners have experienced something like what she's described, please know that 
you're not alone and there are things that can help you. Nobody deserves to live in pain. For Agnes Drew and Max O'Brien, this has been Dr. Rosalind Clark. Take care of your bodies and take care of each other. <laughs>